I'm an insane sexual shadow witch and my name is Lacey Free and I'm the fucking host of Horrorpod. Welcome to Horpod, the throat chakra edition. Moan, deep throat. Moaning is a release of feeling. Moaning gets out the access. Moaning is like a mantra to turn the brain off during sex. Moaning is a chant. A hallelujah. Moaning is a rhythm. Sex is rhythm. And moaning is the lyrics to the song. Moans are an offering. With moaning, there is an arousal transfer between one partner to the other. I've set myself free in many ways through learning to moan and learning to squeal in my own pleasure. But I wasn't always able to moan because my throat chakra was blocked, clogged up, a lump of power stuck at the base of my throat. A lot of times there are artists and healers and creators whose expression doesn't become actualized in the physical because of some sort of abuse or trauma or physical trauma that has caused a lump or fear in the throat. The throat chakra is the fifth chakra and the throat is the meeting place between the heart and the mind. The throat is where our feelings get processed into expression. If we feel a sense of love, it grows through the heart into the throat to be expressed out the mouth so that we can use loving words. Or if we're angry, it gets processed in the throat and comes out the mouth. But if we have a lot of suppression of our own emotion, it becomes this huge lump in our throat. And I have struggled with my throat chakra since I was really little. And 
I've been really made fun of for the sound of my voice. I This time last year, I um, would throw up every time I did a podcast. <laughs> and a lot of it was the vulnerability of people hearing the sound of my voice. Because with sound in the voice, if anyone um, reads energy or has intuition, you can tell a lot from a person's voice. And just how they articulate words and even where they take a breath in sentence structures. In a way, I feel more seen just by being heard because I think we can know so much about a person's physical body, their soul, their mental state through the sound of their voice. Victims of extreme trauma and childhood abuse, you can really hear it in their voice. Or if someone's nervous, you know, they go into a higher octave when speaking. If someone just had really enjoyable sex and they feel grounded in their body, their voice will drop or become a little deeper. Growing up, I carried so much nervousness in my own throat chakra and fear of expression got kind of locked up in the throat. The throat chakra serves as our communication, our inspiration, and our expression. If if we ever went through periods of being yelled at or lied to or overly criticized, it, it disrupts our own ability to tune in to our own authenticity and our own truth. Our self-criticism steps in and kind of takes over the job of our abuser. So people who've been really um, criticized their whole life or like, why are you saying that? Or you're too loud. They have a tendency to be shy or tapped into the energy of fear. It's really easy to play small through our lack of voice. Sometimes when I'm on a podcast, I'm like, oh shit, everyone knows all of my truth. There's absolutely nothing I can hide anymore. And you guys will notice sometimes when I'm doing solo episodes like this, I feel like my voice is more relaxed. Um, But sometimes when I have guests on, I get more nervous and my voice goes higher or squeaky until I get like 20-30 minutes into the episode and can relax the throat chakra. The throat chakra alone helps us with sort of telepathic communication, hearing beyond the words. And the throat chakra is so connected to the sinuses and the ears and drainage that happens with our sinuses. If we're experiencing life in a way that it doesn't feel safe to breathe in our environment, either there's like environmental toxins and we don't feel safe taking those deep breaths or say we're like at an office where there's tense energy 
or we're around someone who is volatile, it might not feel totally safe to take in breath, to breathe clearly. Or if we're an adult who grew up with alcoholics for parents or drug addicts, we often, as an adult, suffer from sinus issues because on a metaphysic, not just because of this, but on a metaphysical level, it's because we're afraid to breathe in. We can't trust the environment to take in the air to give us the oxygen to our cells. And that sort of can manifest in sinus issues. Now, just to be clear, there's a lot of other reasons sinus infections occur, like based on nutrition or if we're around people who smoke cigarettes, that kind of thing. But I'm just sort of talking about energetically. The energy of sinus infections is an energy of being afraid to breathe in. And if we're afraid to breathe in, that kind of tells our throat chakra it's not safe to express. If we don't feel safe enough to take in deep breaths, if our lungs are collapsing in grief and can't expand into breath, we start getting uh, blocks in the, the energy field around the throat chakra because it's telling us it's not safe to express. Some signs of a blocked throat can be a sore throat, swollen lymph glands under the ears or around the throat. Um, If you grew up with a lot of strep, you might not have felt safe of telling your truth as a child. And there might need to be some inner child work where you go back and you talk to your eight-year-old self and give your eight-year-old self an opportunity to speak, to express. People suffering with stiff necks or sore necks, that can be an indicator of a blocked throat chakra. Issues with thyroid is a big one. So any thyroid issues, it's telling you energetically your throat wants to express more if you don't feel like you can verbalize your true self like laugh really loud when you want to laugh or cry or scream when you want to scream if that feels sort of knocked down in the body it's going to be hard to moan during sex and the reason i am sort of combining the idea of moaning with healing the throat chakra is that's because that's how I literally healed my own throat chakra was allowing myself to be more expressive sexually. By being more expressive sexually, I am more expressive in every aspect of my life. I truly feel that I'm a better writer, artist, podcast creator, and healer, the more I don't restrict who I am as a sexual being. Because people who feel restricted sexually are scared to express in every way. And we might not correlate it necessarily with sex, 
But you can really see this energy in people who've been sexually abused as a kid. Dr. Drew talks about people having traumatic experiences, especially traumatic sexual abuse experiences, and that they get sort of arrested development and that you can hear it in their voice. Uh, Dr. Drew says there's some reason to believe that vocal qualities that one has at the time of the traumatic experience tend to arrest as well. So he's kind of saying he can pinpoint what age someone was sexually abused depending on the sound of their voice. And this was definitely me. I had a baby voice for most of my life up to the last few years when I did some deep healing. It also helped me relax my vocal cords. I very much wanted to cover up that I had been sexually abused. And I remember I was like 21 and I went to work in Alaska for the summer and I was super excited to be with just like a new group of young people making new friends from all over the world. We were all doing like summer jobs in Alaska as tour guides, which was very much using our voice. And this group of girls just started hysterically laughing at me when I gave my first tour. And they were calling me Minnie Mouse. And sad to say, I truly sounded like Minnie Mouse. My voice was like this. And I was like, hi, guys, welcome. And it was painful. One of the girls said, I think it's a sign that she was molested as a kid. And now she's like mentally stuck there. I was like in costume, gold rush attire as the tour guide in Alaska. And as soon as she said that, I ran away in my costume There was a whole audience there waiting for me to give them facts about beer and gold. And I just ran and ran and I was bawling and ended up on someone's yard crying. And it just felt like, oh, fuck, I'm never going to survive in a normal job or with normal people because everyone can hear what has happened to me. I thought I was covering it up. I thought I was doing a good job appearing normal, but the second I felt unsafe or the second I felt like I couldn't breathe in the environment, my voice would get higher, like more Mickey Mousey. There is um, a professor of counseling at George Washington University. Her name is Sylvia Moretta, and she talks about I was just reading some articles that she wrote and she talks about if you're having a flashback or sort of extremely triggered in trauma, sometimes the victimized person goes into the voice of whatever age they were traumatized at. And it's a way of self-coping. And sometimes when she's working with a client She talks about that a patient's voice can take on the opposite quality when they're experiencing a psychological breakthrough or healing some of their trauma. 
their voice then becomes deeper or softer or more relaxed compared to when they're having the flashback and they are speaking from their five-year-old self. And she talks about how the stress hormone cortisol, that those levels increase at such a high rate. And when this happens, the biochemistry gets diverted. So we're able to do what we have to do to get ourselves out of danger. And there's something innately going on in our brain that's like, well, if you talk at a higher pitch or you have a sweeter voice, you're going to be safer. And it's kind of like what we do to babies or animals. We're like, hi, you're so cute. Look at you. And subconsciously, what we're doing is letting them know they're safe with us. There's this sort of animalistic survival adaptation we do with our voice, even to predators. So if we are surrounded by predators or we're actively being traumatized, we'll speak in this like sweeter, nicer voice to try to sometimes consciously or subconsciously get the predator or the people around to help us because we feel abused. So like if I'm being abused a lot at home and I come to school, I might just like talk sweeter or more seductively. And it's like subconsciously, energetically asking the people around me for intervention or for help. Not that you need to like go intervene on anyone who's talking in a high pitched voice. And there's some nuance in this. It's not black and white. And it's definitely not just feminine. You can see it in all genders. I'm not saying all this so that we become more judgmental of ourselves or others. I'm saying it as a way of how do we tap in to the energy of the throat to bring healing to ourselves. But I think it's it's really interesting how a human can try to elicit caring from someone else by acting or talking sweeter. It's sort of like they're begging for that care energy through the sound of the voice. Have you guys watched the Britney Spears documentary? I think it's like Free Britney on Hulu. This is such a freaking good example of it to me. And I am not a psychiatrist or a doctor. This is just my observation as an intuitive healer, an herbalist, an energy reader, is Britney's voice does not sound the same as it did 12 years ago. And she's always had like a sweet Southern accent, but if you watch the documentary and see how she's speaking now, and the the documentary is kind of insinuating that Britney Spears is being held against her will but the legal binding um, her dad has over her money um, is really controlling her and I'm just saying all this to say that her voice sounds different 
And if you look at Britney Spears' Instagram now, it's like, hi guys, thank you, look at my dance, it's all going to be okay, sparkles, rainbows, thank you, and it's like very high and sweet and squeaky. And to me, on an energetic level, I feel like she's trying to elicit caring behavior from her fans, from the world. Um, And really asking for help. A lot of people think she's giving codes out on her Instagram. And that feels true to me. And it specifically feels true because of how her throat is. Even what her throat looks like when she's speaking. You can see the tightness, the restriction of the throat. And how high of a pitch it goes into. There are so many emotional signs of a blocked throat, fear of criticism, fear of not being liked. If you have like a lot of unclear thoughts or it just kind of feels like you can't put the puzzle pieces together of your own story, there might be a block in the throat chakra. It's really interesting to me that hearing problems are connected to the throat. So on an energetic, metaphysical level, if we're having issues hearing people, there's a bigger issue of not being able to express as if there's a block in the communication flow. Like If you feel like you can't express and use your throat or use your words, it might start manifesting as not even being able to hear others' words clearly. There's so many ways through art and through sex to open up this fucking throat. So like the throat chakra governs the energy of self-esteem, expression, creativity, and sex is a huge form of self-expression, of physically feeling, and tapping in and connecting your energy with someone else or tapping into your own sex, into your own energy so deeply. A lot of people um, really feel like the throat and the sacral are deeply connected. And the sacral is very much about creativity. It's the energy of orange and it's like the energy of our sex organs so if we have like pain in that, we'll often have ta- have pain in our throat chakra. I have a cyst on my ovaries and I find that I have better periods and less symptoms of PCOS. And I've worked with people who have endometriosis and we did different healings on the throat And by opening up the throat, we're offering healing to the sex organs in the body. I often talk about how masturbation is connected to creativity. I sometimes masturbate before I write a poem. Or sometimes I hold off on masturbation and then write to have that built up sexual energy for the writing. The color blue is very connected to the throat. And I love the crystals lapis lazuli. 
and aquamarine. There, sometimes I make a throat smoothie with my partner and I don't always tell him it's for our throat chakras, but maybe I should. And it has blackberries. Blackberries are really good for the throat. Blueberries, blue spirulina. Now, blue spirulina is amazing and it has this like fun, cool blue color. And I do hemp milk and hemp seeds for the omegas and to just give it like creamy. Some people don't like any form of milk for the throat because it can leave a coating. But I love the idea of berries for healing the throat and using it as like making your own potion, deeply putting that energy. And the spirulina is so cool because iodine is the mineral to heal the throat chakra. It's also the mineral to balance the thyroid and iodine is in the spirulina. So it's in the blue spirulina. And I'll talk more about iodine before this episode's over. But I just want to talk about ways to be creative before you even begin to moan. So by even doing a smoothie or getting some sun, lately in the morning, I've been sitting in the sun for an hour while I drink my smoothie. And just by drinking the smoothie and then after you do the smoothie, rubbing the throat, the base of the throat, you can warm it up to be able to express, to just physically release some of this tension or tightness that we may be subconsciously storing in the throat. When I first started having sex, I was like, I don't know. I was like stiff as a board with my toes curled and I felt embarrassed to moan. And I was reading some stats about moaning and it said that the feminine can uh, fake moan and that it's like like 85% of women said they fake orgasm or fake moaning during sex just to sort of boost the ego of their partner. I don't think faking is bad. I think we can fake it till we make it because even faking the moan is still a vibration. It's still a frequency. Moaning is not that different from oming, like om and yoga, the vibration of everything. The yoga is to yoke the unity of it all. And we om in yoga to tap into the vibration of everything the oneness. And I think that's like really beautiful to see the moan as the chant, the moan as the om. But don't fucking fake if you don't actually want to fake it. Some people become like really performative in their voice. So it becomes a form of self-expression, but not authentic self-expression. And I think that could further fuck up the thyroid or our hormones. Because when we feel like we have to pretend, even just the energy of pretending increases tension in our bodies, in our energy field, and raises stress hormones like cortisol. So easing in 
to just like physically relaxing the body before you even have sex and seeing sex as prayer and the preparation for sex as prayer. And what I mean by the preparation is going into the bathroom and using oils on your body before you have sex. Even just having moisture around the throat can heal the throat. So sometimes if I feel like I'm tense and I can't like authentically express or I don't feel worthy of my own expression, I'll go into the bathroom and use almond oil and just rub it into my throat as I hmm, as I ah, ah, and tell my voice that it's worthy of being heard. Tell my voice that it's that its vibration matters and that it's my voice is spiritual and divine and that connecting to it through sex is holy is manifestation i've noticed that sometimes it's like some guys don't moan or they they even uh and i think it's everyone but i've fucked a few people who were dudes and i just they wouldn't even open their mouth during sex so sometimes with my partner, I even just like open their mouth a little bit while we're fucking just to help release their own throat or I squeeze their throat chakra and rub it a little without even really communicating to them what I'm doing. And then I'll notice that they start grunting uh, or just like releasing a little bit more. I think we have to fuck as if we're going into the temple and praying and that takes preparation. What are we drinking before we fuck? What teas are really good for the throat. There's quite a few herbs that are amazing for the throat. Even just doing like a chamomile tea, if you're not allergic to chamomile, because I'm kind of allergic and there's quite a few people who are allergic to chamomile. But what's really cool about chamomile is it's the herb of the inner child and it's an herb that is very positive for the throat chakra. So if you're one of if you're a person who dealt with childhood abuse or sexual abuse and you kind of can find yourself going into that high voice or a fake voice. And no no I'm not like dissing anyone by saying fake voice. I am in my 30s and I still do this and I have to be like oh shit that was my fake voice I do it with friends and people I love but you can take the chamomile tea and sort of even tap into your inner child um, make sure they feel safe using the voice and even meditating before fucking I think can be incredibly healing and asking your partner especially if you're in a relationship where you're open about the abuses or the oppressions you might have faced in this 3D realm and being like, hey, can we tap into some healing before we have sex and making your partner an offering of chamomile tea and sitting with them, looking in each other's eyes and just being silent for 10 or 15 minutes before engaging in the act of sex. I don't know about you, but I feel like no one taught me 
that sex is the energy before and after physical intercourse. That sex is an energy beyond physical intercourse. That sex power is an energy of sex even if we are very modest with our bodies and don't want to fuck anyone. We can still be very sexually powerful. I, I hear people asking, well, how? It's, it's just by acknowledging each of your chakras. It's by acknowledging your genitals, whatever they are. It's about acknowledging that your throat and your tongue carry sex magic. Your lips carry sex magic. I can't tell you exactly what sex magic means for you, but I feel like it's deeply connected to the law of attraction, healing, and artistic creativity. I tapped into my my own throat chakra by allowing myself to moan. And I started off by uh, just making noise consciously when something felt good. It's a really great way to communicate to your partner if you don't want to like break the energy and talk to them about how you're feeling during intercourse, just only making noise when it feels good to you. And maybe you don't feel like you can come out and totally moan, but just releasing air or tension. Just every time it starts to feel good. And and think of it as I deserve pleasure. I deserve pleasure. And when your partner's pleasuring you by like letting them know you're giving them a gift. A moan can be a beautiful gift to your lover or your partner. If if you can't moan during sex, I asked my guides like I hear a lot of times that people can't moan during sex or they just feel too nervous about it. I feel like my guides were like, there's a deeper fantasy that they're not speaking to if they can't moan. It's like they feel guilty about being completely sexually free because maybe there's some repressed fantasies or fantasies that they feel are too taboo or too like dirty or naughty this isn't the only reason people might not feel comfortable moaning in bed, but if you can't moan in bed, like release the throat chakra, ask yourself, what fantasy are you not speaking to? Sound in bed raises the vibration and it brings in more energy. So even if like it's kind of some mediocre sex and just some vanilla missionary just be louder, like play with it, fake it till you make it if it feels okay. And just like make, make sounds, even just making a sound will bring in more vibration to raise the energy. If you don't have a partner, you can bring healing to your own throat chakra by making noises when you masturbate. I know a lot of people have shame and guilt about masturbation or masturbate in silence and I want to offer you the freedom the liberation of moaning as you're masturbating 
even if maybe someone can hear outside or even if nobody's around in your quarantine department and just going for it. We're not taught that we can turn ourselves on. The first time I wrote a sex poem, I made myself wet and I was like, wait, there was no one else involved. I wasn't even envisioning anyone. I just wrote a poem about my vagina and then my vagina got wet. We can do this sort of magic within ourselves with masturbating. So uh, record your moans while you're masturbating. Record your moans while you're touching yourself and listen back to it and see how it feels in your body. I think you'll get, just like podcasting, I wasn't comfortable at all using my voice on the mic because I thought you guys were all going to make fun of my voice. And you've been very sweet about my voice, and I appreciate that very much. It has taken a lot of, of surrendering to be able to even speak. I wanted to say at first it's taken a lot of work to heal my throat chakra, but that isn't true. It's actually taken a lot of relaxation. A calm throat is a relaxed body. Moaning can be a spell. I learned from working with sex workers that uh, you can control a lot by the tone of your voice, like control a lot in a sexual interaction with a consenting partner. You can make someone ejaculate just by the sound of your voice. You can sort of... I don't know if manipulate's the right word, but manipulate the energy by how you're moaning of stories that you're telling them. And some people are afraid of talking dirty because they don't know what to say, but I just say, start with what's making you feel good. Like, oh, I love when you touch me there. Oh, you suck me nipple. I love when you suck me like that. And just letting them know what feels good to you. This feels like a a confirmation and a spell for your own pleasure and honoring and deserving pleasure. By speaking to it, you're reinforcing to the universe that you deserve that to be pleased. People can make someone fall in love with them by the sound of their voice. Not that you can like make, but you know what I mean. You can show so much love through the vibration i think as the new world begins to form and the old world says goodbye we're going to learn so much around sound healing and how sound healing integrates with sex i'm going to have a sound healer on horopod at some point and we're going to talk about how integrating the vibrations through the chakras can heal who we are as sexual magic beings. I love herbs, but right now I'm going to focus on the mineral iodine that I kind of mentioned earlier in the episode to help heal the throat chakra. Iodine is like also healing for the thyroid. I'm going to do an episode on thyroids at some point on Horopod. But thyroid is very connected to self-expression and iodine is very healing for the thyroid and for the throat. And just through a mineral support, it can actually stabilize your stress hormones and help you communicate. Now, there are iodine supplements, but 
I'm not a doctor, remember? And if you want to use an iodine supplement, consult your doctor because there's definitely ways you can get too much iodine in your system. So I recommend really getting iodine through food sources. One third of people worldwide are at a huge risk of iodine deficiency. Iodine deficiency can show up as like losing a ton of hair, irritability, not sleeping well, thyroid issues, hormonal issues, lumps like uh, in the breasts, cysts in areas. And the benefits of iodine can help neurodevelopment in pregnancy. Iodine can be used topically as like a liquid form because it kills the bacteria around a cut. And so it's really good for preventing infections. Or if you're worried about survival at all, like having iodine tablets, or if you're going camping, taking liquid iodine with you to block off the infections, or using iodine tablets to purify water. Iodine does so much for us. It really helps with not losing your hair, improving cognitive function. But like I said, for healing the throat, it's good if we just eat things that help with the iodine, that help with the throat. So seaweed, eating seaweed can really help heal the throat chakra. Irish moss has a ton of minerals. It has 92 minerals in it. And one of those minerals is a good source of iodine. Prunes are a good source of iodine, a good vegan source. Lima beans are a good vegan source. Nori is a good vegan source of iodine. I am strictly vegan these days, so I'm only going to give like vegan sources of how to get some of these minerals or vitamins that come up in the episodes. I fucking love you guys. Thank you. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Thank you for opening a space for me to use my throat chakra. And may we moan to free ourselves. May we moan to liberate our body. The throat chakra is a beautiful blue. And I hope we can tap so deep in our moans and our sexual pleasure that we feel the rush of blue flow out of our expression. I love you guys. Thank you. Bye.
guys for listening to Horopod. If you want to book a reading with me, you can go to my website, laceyfree.com, or follow me on Instagram at laceyisfree for more of my poetry, and I'll start doing more lives on there about energy and herbs. If you have questions about herbs or about sex or your own superpowers, or you want to do a healing session with me, laceyfree.com is a great place for that. If you want to share some of your poetry and talk to like-minded individuals about sex magic, about magical beings, about trauma, or just share your art, poems, we have a Facebook page. Horpod has a Facebook page. Just search Horpod on Facebook and join the group and be friends with people. Share some of your shit. And I'm also on Twitter, I guess, kind of. I don't know. Twitter scares me, guys. But you can follow Horpod at Horpod on Twitter. I love you and I'm sending you all sacred fucking rage. In love.